0: Hello and welcome to The Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help for correspondents around the world and Wong Zihang coming up in this edition. Russian President Vladimir Putin has called the drone attack on Moscow a terrorist act. A US House committee has passed the rule that outlines the debt ceiling debate as the bill heads to the floor. And the Shenzhou 16 crew has settled in the Chinese space station Tiangong. We begin in Europe, the ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict. Russian President Vladimir Putin is calling the drone attack on Moscow a terrorist act. While Russia is blaming Ukraine, Kiev has denied any involvement. A Ukrainian presidential aide says the attacks in Moscow are less of a concern, and Kiev is focusing its efforts on strengthening its air defense system. Stuart Smith has more from Moscow. Compared to Kyiv in Ukraine, which has been enduring drone attacks for over a year, it's an unusual sound for Russian residents to be woken up by drone attacks, and it's an unusual sight in the sky to see air defence systems working as they did. The Kremlin says they all worked successfully, that everything was intercepted that was sent towards Moscow, either by electronic radio means or by interference and attacks by anti-air defence missile systems. So while there are only two recorded casualties in Moscow and there were no deaths, buildings though were to a small extent damaged. The question for Russian residents is what happens next time? Will there be even more attacks and will they be more deadly? While this one wasn't, and Moscow says there's no need for any further concern now, the potential for more attacks is one that can't be discounted, with one Russian lawmaker saying Russia's a big country and loopholes could easily be found. That was Stuart Smith reporting. Turning to North America, the U.S. House of Representatives Rules Committee has passed a rule that outlines the debt ceiling debate as the bill heads to the floor. President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy have agreed to temporarily suspend the debt ceiling and cap some federal spending in order to prevent a debt default. They now hope to get the bill passed through Congress. Sean Calebs reports
1: nothing happens easily it seems in washington dc and no one really thought that this measure that was hard fought out between house speaker kevin mccarthy and u.s president joe biden would sail through the house of representatives but it had to get through this critically important committee hearing to go to the floor for a full vote of all the Uh, representatives, both Democratic and Republicans. And there was a lot of give and take. The committee, 13 members, did vote. And by a very, very narrow margin, 7 to 6, they approved the measure so it will go to the floor. Now, it's nine Republicans and four Democrats. All four Democrats voted against the measure. Two Republicans voted against the measure. If one more GOP representative would have given thumbs down on this measure, it would have died right then. And Biden and McCarthy would have had to go back to the drawing table and try to hammer out some kind of agreement. But uh they did get this through. And it's at what price though? Because a lot of the very very conservative Republicans and a lot of Democrats on the other side aren't happy with this. So there's a lot of fighting going on and some GOP members basically said that this was a day of reckoning that they would hold McCarthy responsible. The good news for the U.S. economy and the global economy is that right now everything is on pace to go for a vote tomorrow and we know that a lot of powerful, influential senators, both GOP and Democratic, have already said that they're behind this measure and they could support it.
0: That was Sean Calebs reporting from Washington, D.C. In Africa, escalating violence in Sudan in recent weeks has had a catastrophic impact on civilians. Hundreds have lost their lives and an estimated 1.3 million people have been displaced. Millions more are unable to access vital services. Sudan's health sector is facing mounting challenges as hospitals and infrastructures have been damaged. Nabamihidin has more.
2: For more than a month, patients from Sudan's capital Khartoum have been forced to seek health care and medicine in other states. Adam Abu Bakr is among those patients. He says he had to walk for days to find the hospital.
0: I walked from Khartoum to Abu Shah to find a hospital and medicine. I suffer respiratory diseases. People have welcomed me and I was transferred to Al-Hashisa Hospital. Doctors are helping me for free and they bought extra beds so patients can stay here.
2: The hospital now works at maximum capacity. To meet the daily needs of the increasing number of patients. Since the fighting broke out in April, the health sector has been hit hard. Over 70% of hospitals stopped operating as they were located too near to areas where fighting was taking place. The World Health Organization has confirmed that several health facilities were targeted in the ongoing fighting. The United Nations and other organizations have donated medicine and medical equipment to Sudanese hospitals. But the main challenge continues to be the delivery of aid and securing safe humanitarian corridors amid tumbling ceasefires and continued fighting.
0: That was Nabamihidin reporting. And finally, we come to China. Three new astronauts from the Shenzhou-16 manned mission have entered Tiangong, the official name for the Chinese space station. They've been greeted by Shenzhou 15 crew, who have been in orbit for six months. It marks the second handover since the space station went into orbit. Wu Lei spoke with Fei Junlong, commander of Shenzhou 15 crew, and Wang Xinzhe, designer of the Shenzhou manned spaceship.
3: What an important moment in the history of China's space station. While Shenzhou 15 crew are now waiting to welcome them on the other side. After the swift automated rendezvous, the shenzhou 16 spaceship docked on the Tianhe Core module from below. The whole space station consists of six spacecraft, including two lab modules, two manned spaceships, and the Tianhe Core module and the tianzhou 6 cargo ship.
0: In the very beginning, it took us about two days to finish the docking process, but with the help of better technology, we've managed to shorten the whole rendezvous and docking process to 6.5 hours.
3: A total of six taikonauts will be working and living on the Tiangong space station over the coming days, until the Shenzhou 15 crew eventually
0: return to Earth. That was Wu Lei reporting from the Beijing Aerospace Control Center. More on China. Industry and Information Technology Minister Jin Zhuanglong has met Tesla CEO Elon Musk in Beijing, exchanging views on the development of new energy vehicles and intelligent connected vehicles. Musk is on his first trip to China in three years and is expected to visit Tesla's Shanghai plant later this week. Also Chinese Defense Minister Li Xiangfu will attend the Shangri-La dialogue in Singapore this week. He will deliver a speech and meet heads of delegations from other countries. Myra Lu has the details.
3: Now it's this time of the year again Singapore residents already know that at the beginning of June there will be one weekend they will experience heightened security near the famous Shangri-La Hotel as there are some high-level meetings taking place there. Over the coming weekend the lobby of the Shangri-La Hotel will once again be filled with uniforms and power suits as defense ministers from around the world will coming down here uh, from 40 countries they will be dashing between speeches and private bilateral meetings. This year, as for much of the past two decades, the summit's central focus will be the relationship between China and the United States, But this year, the interactions will be especially closely watched, giving a steady deterioration in ties since they last met in Singapore in June 2022. The U.S. now claims that China has declined its request for a meeting between the two defense ministers in Singapore. A Chinese foreign spokesperson said the U.S. should earnestly respect China's sovereignty, security and interest concerns, immediately correct wrong practice, show sincerity, and create necessary atmosphere and conditions for dialogue and communication between Chinese and U.S. militaries.
0: Those are Myra Lu reporting in Singapore. Before we go, here's a recap of today's top stories. Russian President Vladimir Putin has called the drone attack on Moscow a terrorist act. The U.S. House of Representatives Rules Committee has passed the rule that outlines the debt ceiling debate as the bill heads to the floor. And the Shenzhou-16 crew has entered the Chinese space station in the country's latest manned space mission. That concludes today's top story, which brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Wang Zihang. Thank you for listening.